0: Welcome to the Taking It Outside podcast from Spring Hill Outfitters, the show that connects you with the outdoors, with experts on guns, archery, cooking, outdoor gear, and more. Here's your host, Trent Lassiter.
1: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Taking It Outside here at Spring Hill Outfitters. We are uh, always excited for you to join us, and we're extra excited for you to join us today. It's uh Duck season, it's a new year, it's the first episode of 2022. Hard to believe that uh, we're in a new year, but here we are. Winding down season one of Taking It Outside, got a few more episodes planned for you guys and gals, but uh, as always, first of all, all major podcast platforms, check Us Out, Spotify, Amazon, Google, uh, Facebook, everywhere in between, YouTube, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, check us out on all social media platforms, Spring Hill Outfitters. Taking an it outside and uh, make sure you rate, review, kind words. Don't talk junk. Kind words only would be greatly appreciated. Always thanks to Joel Gilly Productions. We we'll always give Joel a shout out for all the work behind the scenes for audio and video. Thanks to Joel. And uh, let's see, season one, this is episode 28. It's crazy to think we're on episode twenty-eight. This thing started—I feel like a month ago—but we're on uh, the last few episodes. We've got a few more left to uh, to go this season. So, uh, a couple of special guests we we'll introduce right away. First of all, you've seen this young man here uh, several times. He's pretty much a co-host now. That is uh, Mr. Joshua Marks. What's going on, Josh?
0: Good morning. How you doing, buddy?
1: Everything's good. Happy to have you back and join us in the studio, Spring Hill Studio, for another episode. And uh, sitting to his left, right across from me, is a new face to the uh, to the podcast, but not a new face to Spring Hill Outfitters and uh, this area. And that is Mr. Chris Williams. What's going on, Chris?
2: Not a thing, man. I appreciate you having me.
1: Yeah, thanks for being here, and I will let Chris tell you his job title. I tried to write it down, and it was really long, so I stopped, and I said, I'll let Chris tell you. So uh, Chris works with Delta Waterfowl. Correct. And your job title is? Uh,
2: Manager of Event Fundraising.
1: Today. It changes, I feel like, week (laughs) to week. Uh, Chris is, we met Chris through Delta Waterfowl uh, years ago, working with the Middle News River chapter, which is in Johnson County. Yeah, Middle News River. Uh, It's a lot on my hat, but uh, Middle News River is the Johnson County chapter of Delta and uh, surrounding area, and they have a good event every year, which is now held at the farm right across the road. We'll plug the farm while we have a chance. Uh, Usually in August is their annual event, but they have other things during the year. uh, Hosted a a bourbon uh, tasting, bourbon pairing event.
2: We've got the date nailed down.
1: Got a new one. A new the twenty twenty two date. The 22,
2: 2022 edition.
1: Yep. Is nailed down. So this is the second annual. Correct. Uh, that first one was last year. It went off really cool over at the farm at forty two. I think this year they're going to move it to the farm at
2: ninety five. That's right.
1: In April ish. April spring of sometime. We'll,
2: we'll just roll it out here, Trent. We might as well. You hear? You heard it here first. Heard on it here first on taking it outside. It is going to be on April the eighth. April Friday, the 8th. April the eighth. There you go. Will be the second annual Delta Waterfowl bourbon pairing event. Yeah. You need to mark your calendar for that too. I already got it on there. <laughs> that was a, uh
0: that's probably the uh weekend youth season, the turkey season, ain't it? Will it comes in right? around
2: opening. Yes, around. Yeah. It's a Friday before, right? There's a reason that Trent didn't invite me to do a <laughs> podcast on turkey hunting because I've never been before and I could not tell you. Chris cares about the ducks, which is why he's here today. <laughs> we're not talking turkeys, we're talking
1: ducks, but that's around opening day, I think, at turkey season that weekend. I think, I think uh, you're right. Youth Day, the Strutmaster, I think that event is. Uh,
0: we heard two turkeys. I
1: think sure did. Talk about that. That's a, that Note of that. Um, so yeah, Chris is with Delta Waterfowl. He, uh, is from Johnson County, local guy here and, uh, has moved his way up with Delta Waterfowl and has a new job title. It seems like every week, but his, uh, he, 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 his job is ducks and, uh, conservation. And, uh, today the main focus is going to be on ducks. So what better man to have than the duck man himself? Uh, so Chris graciously agreed to join us and then of course josh is a professional duck hunter as well That's and right. uh professional if you, if you have I'm any right. hooded mergansers uh he's the man to call Game he over. can thin them right out <laughs> he's also a pretty good chef too
0: yeah chef Gusta, they call me
1: chef you call yourself that <laughs> they, they call me that uh before we get into duck hunting kind of recap uh A little bit what's going on in the world at Spring Hill Outfitters. We uh, Last episode was last Friday, which was New Year's Eve, so uh, we have not talked to y'all since then. Happy New Year. Uh, Welcome to 2022. We ended ours with a bang on New Year's Eve. Had a great time over at the farm. And uh, started the new year after we recorded the episode Uh, last week. We recorded it on Thursday. And as soon as we got done, about an hour later, we talked about the Big Rock Sports Show, which is one of our big distributor shows in Nashville. And about an hour later... Got a phone call, uh, they canceled the show. So, uh, we talked about COVID a little bit last week and COVID sucks and it sucked for a long time now. I think we're going on like two years of this stuff. Uh, February, March is when it started, I guess, of two years ago. So COVID still sucks. It's out there. A lot of folks, uh, we know have, uh, tested positive and, and family and friends and it sucks, but it's kind of causing a uh, ripple across uh, a lot of things in the world, but especially our industry more ways than one, but so anyway, the big rock show was canceled this week. We did not go to Nashville. We did get a refund, but, uh, the next big talk in our industry is shot show, which is the biggest show in our industry in the world. I guess, uh, Chris has been to shot show. I know several times I'm trying to get Josh to go. He won't go, but, um, shot shows in a couple of weeks in Las Vegas, which is kind of like where all the new stuff is released. All the big boys are there. Bretta Benelli, Springfield Armory, Ruger, uh, Federal, Winchester, everybody in the industry you can think of is there. Uh, distributors and manufacturers and small guys and big guys and Yeti and everything. Everybody gets a SHOT Show. But now with everything going on in the world, there's a lot of talk about. What's going to happen with SHOT Show? We could probably do a whole episode on that. But anyway, uh, right now SHOT Show is still scheduled. I know there have been officially... Several manufacturers that have pulled out, such as Beretta. I think they were the first ones um, to uh, to pull out this past week, and a lot of rumors of other ones uh, that are quickly right behind them. And uh, won't call any names right now, but you know it's uh, it sucks. Um, you know, there's a lot of. I think i I don't know. The, the electronic show is in Vegas this week, and it's the biggest show. In the country, it's bigger than Shot Show. And it was uh, this week, last week, this anyway, they had the show, but like every big player in that industry pulled out, such as Microsoft, Amazon, IBM, Apple, all those. So who knows? Y'all don't care about Shot Show probably. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm rambling about Shot Show, but you'd be, you'd be surprised. Uh, I've got, uh, uh, Two, uh, well, airplane tickets and hotel and stuff reserved, so I care about it. But um, anyway, who's, the, the stuff is going to be revealed. The products are there, designed, and uh, Benelli and Browning and a lot of other companies always reveal some stuff. Exothermics, we had a great duck hunt with the uh, the guys from Exothermics, the flamethrowers that we sell, little handheld flamethrowers downstairs. Hmm. Had a great duck hunt with them a couple of weeks ago, and they talked about some really, really cool stuff they have planned to introduce at SHOT Show, so... Uh, If SHOT Show happens in person or not, we don't know. But there'll be some cool stuff coming out in the next few weeks. Either way. So, uh, anyway, COVID sucks. Talk about it all day. But we won't. Uh, We're here to talk ducks. It's uh, the heart of duck season. It's uh, all these guys hunt. And uh, you heard Chris's opinion about turkey hunting, so you know where he stands on that. Uh, (laughs) But uh, Josh... Josh, uh, he does like to kill a turkey and, and go deer hunting, but I, I can speak for myself when I say duck hunting, and waterfowl hunting, is is my that's my go to, my favorite. That's my that's my thing to do. And I think I probably could speak on behalf of Chris, Josh. What is that? What's your number one um, deer? I know you're a big deer yeah, hunter. Yeah, I like to
0: bow hunt, but I, more I, than duck hunting. I like duck hunting because it's a lot more about fellowship. Bow hunting is is me and stand the by, deer yourself. Yeah, by yeah. myself and it's you know one on one thing and i really like the hunt the the hunt aspect of it but for fellowship i mean duck hunt's the greatest i mean you got to be still but you can joke and, and and
1: have a thermos and cook breakfast and yeah
0: do the, do the whole shebang and it's just a yeah. it's a good time like this morning you shot that duck and i would, i didn't even shoot cuz it was like
1: 7.2 miles away
0: yeah, it was it was a long ways but so
1: we're going to talk duck hunting today we got uh got a list of things we're going to discuss Uh, none of us here are experts out of the three. I'm the third most expert here. They are probably top two. I'm third, but, um, we're not experts, but we have all been hunting for a while and, uh, work in the duck hunting industry, some form or fashion and, uh, want to share some tips and stories. And that's what we're here for today. So I love duck hunting. So this is exciting for me. Uh, like I said, we're in the heart of season. So duck season in Eastern North Carolina, depending on where you're listening from goes out, uh, January 31st. Used to the last Saturday in January. It's still messing my daddy up a little bit.
2: (laughs) He's not going to know what to do with an
1: extra Monday. (laughs) We we planned to end the the season hunt. And uh, I said, well, that's Monday. I said, no, it's Saturday. I said, no, it's it's Monday. So anyway, uh, January 31st. And obviously, uh, the later in the year it gets, historically on paper, if the ducks read the paper, it should be better. So we're in the heart of duck season and uh, had some good hunts already this year. Josh said we were hunting this morning. Uh, had a had a nice hunt this morning chris has had some good hunts
2: already this year he was just telling us he went out to oklahoma oklahoma how was oklahoma uh, oklahoma was good it's different um you know i've never been out there before uh, we we're hunting flooded green timber um and uh with some uh local guys out there and uh we had planned on hunting three days and ended up ended up only hunting uh one morning um, and the problem they've got out there is you know they, there's no water you know a lot of folks don't don't really grasp that when you look around the map or you look around, you think, you know, oh man, you know, ducks are everywhere. Well, they ain't got water. They ain't got ducks, you know, generally speaking. Um, but, um, you know, our host was gracious enough to, you know, let us, uh, go hunt with him one morning on his private property. And it it was a great hunt. I was telling these guys earlier that, um, you know, if the sun had been out, it'd have been a whole lot better. Um, but you know, anybody knows anything about timber hunting, you know, you want the sun out and yeah. we saw piles of ducks, um, but they just didn't want to finish. And I think we ended the morning with, a, with 18 ducks or so. Um, and it was, it was a, it was a nice time, uh, different. Um, uh, but, it uh, between, between no water and it blowing 55 miles an hour, the wind blowing it, Makes just it, tough. it, it was, a little, it was interesting. And the problem when you book a hunt somewhere like
1: that or Arkansas or Kansas or Oklahoma, wherever it may be. You know, you book it six months in advance, and obviously the 10-day forecast is not out. <laughs> it's kind of like sport fishing offshore. You know, you plan this tournament or trip, and you get there, and you kind of have to go no matter what. If the weather sucks. It
2: sucks for Yeah, I, I hadn't had any guides tell me they had a lay day in their uh, scheduling. Yeah, no. They They hunt. Boat captains will say, oh, we'll stay on shore today. But no matter what the
1: weather is, usually you hunt. So Oklahoma, where else have you been hunting? Uh anywhere out west besides that? This year or just or in July like, ever in general?
2: Um man, you know, we annually go to go up to the Delta Marsh in Canada, you know, and that's usually second, third week of October. Um and we're fortunate to be able to go up there and hunt with uh, some of our volunteers. Yeah. Um so we go up there quite a bit. Um been out in South Dakota, North Dakota, um right. Texas. Can you shoot
0: six ducks in Oklahoma? Or is it more yes. or less? It's six. Six, what yeah, about I them? believe so. What about in the uh, the other spots you hunt? North Dakota, North
1: Dakota uh, the limits are the same.
2: Uh, that's yeah. a f- federal thing, I guess. Yeah. Probably. Oh, it is. I think. Six well, ducks t- is, the, I don't know how that works. Y- your limits are divided up in species by flyway, okay. but it's a six bag limit regardless of where you're at. It just depends on what the combination of ducks are. Hmm. Yeah. So here you can shoot two wood ducks, two mallards, and yeah, uh, that may change out west. Two gadwalls, you know, but out west you can shoot four mallards or six mallards, and and so it's 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 interesting. You. Read the regulations, guide If you leave yeah, the state you, you live go. in, yeah, for sure. I do that.
1: A lot of folks go to uh, North Dakota. A lot of folks go to Arkansas. Arkansas is known as kind of like the—that's the, the duck hunting spot. You know, I never have been. Folks have invited me to go to Arkansas, and I always say, "Look, if I get a chance to go duck hunting, you know, we have obviously Green Wing Hunt Camp and Depp. That's a lot of time and effort into there. And I've been there and had some days that are just as much. If I put it up against Arkansas, if it's right. But I try to go there. That's my that's my Arkansas. So I never have been um, anywhere outside of North Carolina duck hunting. I actually am going to Kansas in a few weeks, which I'm excited for the first time. I would be too. Uh, I'm excited for it. The you. boys from uh, East Coast Waterfowl. Shout out to East Coast Waterfowl. Kent Jones and his crew. We got a group going to uh, Kansas for my first time ever duck hunting outside of North Carolina. Done a lot of it in the state, but not out of the state. Been deer hunting and dove hunting and other whatever. But never been duck hunting outside of
2: the state. So I'm excited for that. It's I'm, a ho- new I'm hoping your trip goes as well as the one that he didn't call us to go on last week. Where? Who kent? Yes. Oh, I I hope it goes as well. They went to the same place last year. They went last week, I believe. Not to Kansas, I don't think. did they? I think so. I don't so. know. I might be wrong. They may have. Wherever he was at. Yeah. They, they got exactly. him good.
1: <laughs> I know they went to
2: uh they went to the
1: same spot uh same guy last year, same week, I think, in January. Took some guys, and, and they, they had a ball. So I'm excited for that. Um, Josh, yeah. you ever been duck hunting? I know you're from Virginia, so yeah, obviously sure. you've hunted outside of North Carolina yeah. and Virginia. But outside of North Carolina and Virginia, you never been on any.
0: No, so I grew up, uh, my dad was a big duck hunter. Yeah, They used yellow bean cork decoys. He had two blinds on an auto way. And he built a stool when I was old, when I was old enough, and I could just see over the blind. That's how I grew up hunting. We shot mallards. Yeah. Uh, put out 24 ducks and uh, they'd go feed in the timber and then they'd come out 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock and that's how we killed ducks and that's how I was we ate biscuits in the in the blind with the heater and drank coffee and just waited and it was a lot of fun and that's um, uh, 30 years we had that spot yeah. but unfortunately we lost that farm and somebody bought it from overseas and um, we don't have the blinds anymore but I learned a lot from my dad and learned a lot of calling ducks and you know you gotta have things right the wind's gotta be right you gotta rig the decoys right you can't move i mean
1: and we'll talk more about all that stuff in just a second that is obviously decoys and and uh wind and all that kind of good stuff plays a part but um talking about cooking breakfast, i've only been on one hunt it's that with brandon scott and uh john Flemmer and those guys We went to the alligator river they had a place Mm -hmm. um Will hollis had a that little stilt house and stayed over the river in columbia and uh stayed in a stilt house over the river and then drove the boat got up and went out to the blind had a you know, boathouse kind of in the back of the blind and they had like a little stove and and uh cooked breakfast and we mm-hmm. hunted all day you know but that's uh going back to the fellowship and the experience that's that's one thing i enjoy i'm not I like deer hunting but like you said it's kind of sitting by yourself and hanging out but duck hunting you get two or three four guys in a blind and and I uh, can cut up, carry on, and have a good time.
2: So I'm not good at sitting still or being quiet. That's my problem. That's why you like duck hunting <laughs> Yes, sure. So
1: yeah, it's, uh, fellowship is very important. I tell you, and going back to him growing up, I grew up, I think tell, Daddy told a story last night when I was nine years old, <laughs> shooting my first duck. And I'm pretty sure a group of three or four wood ducks came in, and and I shot and killed it. And... Shot the, the one that the back died.
0: Yeah, yeah he, he said that, that you shot at the front <laughs> the shot, back one <laughs> I shot at the front duck
1: and the back one died, but I killed a duck, so whatever. It's my story, y'all deal with it. But uh but that's what it's all about, you know. We grew up hunting, uh, with daddy and grandpa and and uh fifteen, sixteen years old with your buddies with John boats. Looking back, we did all this work and a lot of effort and get up at four o'clock and taking this John boat a half a mile or a mile down this river and getting out and all, and you were so tickled to see six wood ducks if you're lucky. And now yeah. if you said, Hey Trent, you want to come at the four o'clock tomorrow morning and go, maybe you'll see a couple of wood ducks. I'd be like, I'm going back to sleep. But back then it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. That's, time. Uh, so that's, that's what I saw. But about. I got some great uh, experiences growing up, obviously duck hunting, but um this week finally has what I call ducky weather. It's nice. It's cool. Last week was not that cool. We talked about it, I think last week on the podcast, we were fighting uh mosquitoes the size of turkeys flying around and I uh, oh, had well, a thermo had a thermocell out last week. today was nice. it was uh forty in the forties I think so uh, it's ducky weather, and we can argue, like I said, the ducks sometimes don't read the same instruction manuals that we do, but historically, ducky weather is you know cold and windy, and snow's always a good thing. Ice is a good thing, depending on how much ice. That's what you want. It doesn't work out that way all the time, especially in North Carolina. You go up north, all the cold you want, but not down here. So uh, what's what's y'all's opinion on, uh, obviously, you've had some good hunts, some of your best hunts, I'm sure, have been in colder weather, especially out west. You know, as I'm sure it's real cold, obviously, up north. And But, I mean, have you ever had any good hunts, memorable hunts, when it's been 75 degrees and or not? Most of all of them have been in the cold weather, right?
2: This is about waterfowl hunting,
1: correct? We're duck hunting still.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. I, I had a flashback to a dove hunt. We're not that dove was hunting. awesome. No, every um, dove hunt is 100 degrees. Yeah, no, I – We're um, still talking about dove, duck hunting. <laughs> man, I, I really can't find one in the memory bank that was good when it was 75 degrees outside. And that sounds poor, but it's just the truth. Yeah. It's, you want it to be cool if you're... Uh, well,
0: the early season hunts, I've had some really good hunts. Like I swear, I can, I can argue... I The mean, first I, day or the first yeah, In week? November.
1: October, yeah. I'm not going to... I don't even touch October. So right. usually in this area, it was like a three-day season. And the first week in October. And I, I think I may have hunted once in my life that I've weekend. Been, and I was man. like, never again. It was hot. The snakes was out there good. jumping around and... The, I've never Little, been I went, uh, one, September teal hunting. I yeah. never have done that. We, well, our place, we don't ever have water, you know. Right. We don't flood it until later. Unless a hurricane comes in, but yeah.
2: October's too uh, too warm. I'm thinking back on that comment. I, I've had some pretty good field early goose hunts when it was 75. Yeah, that doesn't mean they were pleasurable, but they were good hunts. They worked out. Yeah, it worked out.
0: We had a memorable hunt together. In the
1: goose field, right over across the street. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're resident we're, we're, we're resident goose season is usually September, of course, and it's usually still warm. And, right, September first and, and the uh, thirty. it's always foggy in the morning and kind of dew on the ground. But yeah, we've, we've had some great goose hunts in the warm weather. But yeah. uh, duck hunt usually you want it to be like it is this week in eastern North Carolina. Pretty much, every, I think the whole country is cold, other than Florida, maybe Virginia. God bless y'all. Amen. Jeez, y'all had a cold week. Snow earlier in the week. Snow today, and tomorrow whatever
2: day it is now, Friday, I guess, yesterday. I think that's why we
0: uh, we pushing birds up here. Well,
2: yeah. And, it, and it's funny you say that because, you know, you look at – and everybody wants to ask, you know, you and Trent and me or if they come in the store here or whatever it is, you know, where are the ducks at? Why do they move? You know, or what? when are they going to get here? And to Trent's point, you know, th- they're in the script, and I don't think the ducks are reading the newspaper of when the season comes in. But, you know, you see this weather – And like you said, this big front that came through this past weekend. Um, and that was, that was strange too, because the way the snow came across the mid Atlantic up there, it skipped spots. There were gaps in it, you know, right there. Mm And, you know, and I'll just use a reference, you know, like the Baltimore area, they didn't get any snow all the way over to like Habit of Grace and, and up that area, but you come. 40 miles down the road to Washington, D.C., and they got blistered. <laughs> 20 inches. You know, <laughs> they get blistered down all the way into Fairfax, you know, go all the way down to Fredericksburg. Yeah, and then 12. Yeah, and then and Tuesday night it's snowing in – or whatever day it was, it's snowing in Virginia Beach of all places. Yeah. You know, but north of them didn't snow at all. But yeah. all that to be said, these fronts – and, I mean, a lot of the guys I talked to, I talked to a lot of our volunteers, you know, and a lot of guys up north that I'm friends with, and, and they saw – the birds on the front end you know i talked to you know one of the guys at work this morning that i work with in louisiana and their season went out monday they saw the biggest push of birds they've all seen on sunday
0: you know that's always how it
2: works well and but if you look at the weather right now and to give give any waterfowl hunter out there hope right now that's listening to this podcast um you know when it comes to this whole subject of weather and ducks moving and this that and another if you look at the weather right now it Things are finally freezing up, you know, in the Great Lakes area. Up north. You know, Lake Ontario, Lake Sinclair, all these lakes up in, you know, in in New York are freezing, and, and there's there's fronts that are going to keep coming back to back. I mean, I talked to Scott Turning, a guy I worked with this morning at the office in Bismarck, and he was talking about plowing his driveway last night, eighteen inches of snow. It's about that. And he told me. He said it is eighteen degree, negative eighteen here, and with the wind chill, it's negative fifty. And I told him, I said, "Boss, I hope you're not standing outside because you might freeze in one spot."
0: No, you I know? wouldn't be doing that. No,
2: uh-uh. I'd hire that out. I was happy it was forty here this morning. Amen. Negative fifty. Bump that. I,
0: don't, I don't, wouldn't be a duck hunter. Sorry.
1: So yeah, I mean, we obviously we we wish we could figure out. The mind of a duck and, and uh, we've had some days, tomorrow's going to be great, the weather's going to be great, the wind's going to be great, we go, you don't see a duck and that's just, you know, I mentioned up north, so if you're uh, planning a duck hunting trip, the weather here is important, but what's even more important is the weather up north and trends up north and fronts and, you know, all these ducks, obviously they migrate, they start up top, they come down low, they go up, they go back and so uh, if you're planning a duck hunt, weather here is very important, but also the weather... Other parts of the country, like you mentioned, uh, up north and snow and cold weather up north helps us out down here, supposed to help us out down here. Who knows? Um, We've got a lot we were going to talk about, and we're already uh, running long. We can talk about duck hunting all day, so we're going to hit some of the high points. Uh, Decoys, uh, depending on where you hunt, you know, every spot is different. You hunt a beaver, beaver pond couple of wood duck decoys, maybe they help, uh, you know, you hunt open water. People put out eight, 10, 12 dozen decoys. You know, you got these gang rigs with blue bills, you know, two or three, four dozen on a gang rig and just, uh, you know, uh, our place flooded impoundments. We argue to point sometimes about decoys, you know, do you put out two, do you put out 12, do you put out 40, do you put out none? Some of my best hunts when I was 15, 16 years old, at Mr. Tim Hodges in Hyde County, they they left the decoys out all year around the blinds. They put them out and left them out all year. And the last, I went year, during youth day, and uh the decoys would be shot up and upside down. And, like, the t- you know, I was like, this decoy suck. We're <laughs> not going to kill any ducks. Like, what, you know, what we got going on here? We got to, you know. Limited out on pintails and wedging and just had the hunt of my life. And, and the decoys were literally, there was three or four of them up there upside down and Garbage. shot up and like terrible. Should have been over at the landfill. <laughs> didn't, didn't matter. So the ducks were going. They knew where they wanted to go. That's it. Food was more important than ducks. That's right. Uh, so, and we can talk about decoys, I'm sure for an hour too, but what's, what's some, uh, some tips or some ideas or some, uh, experiences y'all have as far as decoys? Ah, uh, Chris, what, what's your what's your take on decoys as far as different situations on
2: duck hunting? Man, I, I I'm going to leave the uh, puddle duck discussion to you guys because that seems like y'all's forte, and it is not mine. I, I I enjoy good wood duck shoot, but my primary focus, you know, and I hunt a lot with my kids and and volunteers, but you know, we diver hunt a bunch and, and sea duck hunt a bunch. And to your point, it takes a lot of gear to do yeah. that. You know, you gotta you gotta have the right boat, you gotta have the right, right. pieces and parts. Um, but it's all about your equipment, man. I mean, you guys sell them here. matter of fact, I sent some friends of mine over here last week to buy them. You know, Good. you're talking about gang rig clips. Yep. Yep. you know, for yep. long lines. Um, the, the one thing that I, I see a lot, um, and traveling to hunt and, and we, we travel and hunt our own, we hunt public water 99% of the time when we're hunting. Um, and, and the thing that I see a lot, man, is people overloading boats with nine, nine million decoys and just from a safety factor. And I know that's not really what we're talking about, but it plays into where I'm going, from a safety factor, man, that, that stuff always scares me. I mean, right. you, I've seen people float across mouse Harbor ditch on a bag of decoys, you know? And so that, that's an attention getter at four o'clock in the morning. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And I mean, so, you know, overloading boats, but where I'm going with this is, you know, about five years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, we were at the point where we were putting 18, 20 dozen decoys in the nose of a boat. And when my kids got older and all three of them wanted to get in the boat, no, they weren't nowhere for them to stand. Yeah. And so, in the in the tune of diver decoys and sea duck decoys, I, I made a decision of you know we we're still going to hunt and we're going to hunt like I want to hunt and where I want to hunt, but we're downsizing our rig. And when I did that, it sounds sort of counterintuitive because a lot of people think, oh, you need numbers on the water, but it sort of goes back to your logic on the do I put two ducks out or twelve? Right. You know, you can put two of your best decoys out, and you can do everything you can with the worst twelve you had. And so. Yeah. It, to me i i went down the road of you know getting bigger decoys mm-hmm. i mean literally the sea duck decoys we have are uh herders 81 goose bodies they got the magnum cum laude decoy <laughs> <I mean>, de- <laughs> these decoys i mean you, you don't put six in a bag you, you you stack them up in the corner you know really? but i mean they're 81 herders goose bodies and we got 36 <laughs> of them and, i mean you could you could stack them up on this table but our diver decoys is the same and and you know that I, Dixie decoys is, is the decoys that we're running now. But I went from running 20, 20 dozen diver decoys to running 10 dozen. So if you hunt tomorrow, you're going to run how many decoys? Um, if we're sea duck hunting, I'm putting out 36. If we're diver duck hunting, I'm putting out 10, 12 dozen. What kind of rigs do you use? I'm using all, you know, I'd be using, you know, the, either the rig right you know, drops. And I mean, I make home my own drops. We use that rig and right mainline cord. Quarter inch uh, mainline cord and they're, you know, they're crimps and stuff like that. So, I mean, we we run them all. I run everything except for two dozen ducks on long lines, and there's a dozen on the line. (laughs) While we're on that, and and some of this, some of you newer
1: folks maybe that are getting into duck hunting, we have uh, several different types of rigs here at the store. But if you ever have any questions, you know, obviously we're Spring Hill Outfitters. We're doing this podcast to inform people, but also to sell stuff. So, uh, but if you ever have any questions, about uh decoy rigs we do carry all either long lines jerk rigs uh all different types of rigging texas rigs we we worked on ours uh we'll talk about it in just a second more about some texas rigs on our decoys uh last week and, and there's all different kinds of rigs you can use depending on what kind of hunt you're doing certainly so if you ever have any questions that don't get answered during this podcast or by <laughs> google give us a call or uh stop by we love to talk uh duck hunting different rigs but it's uh and the reason they do the long lines uh you know, it's it's a lot faster, and more efficient to put them out, get them up. Usually, they look better, but it sometimes should be easier to get up than individual decoys, of course, on weights. Plus,
2: out there in big water, you can't really do that. So, that and that's where I'll have an option. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're. I mean, I'm. We're putting eight to sixteen pounds of weight on one end of that line. Yeah. You know, so I mean, we're using old window window sash weights, and um, it's not. I mean, it's a whole lot easier to get twelve decoys up real quick. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, when you get, no, nobody wants to put five pounds of weight on a single duck, you know. and That's right. And, and I darn sure don't want to pick up 20 dozen singles. I've done it. Trust <laughs> me, those days are in the past. Yeah. <laughs> that's
0: a good thing.
1: Yeah. So, so open water, you know, depending on what kind of duck hunt you're doing, gang rigs, uh, hunting the beaver pond behind your house for a couple of wood ducks, half a dozen decoys, throw them out. Uh, maybe the ducks flying in, see them and halfway bring them to you. Um, we, we Like I said, we did Texas rigs. Uh, our good friend, uh, we give a shout-out to JJ over at Lifetime Decoys. Uh, used to be with a run-and-gun tour. That was here last year. Uh, I talked to JJ the last couple of days, but uh, Lifetime Decoys, a great decoys and some rigs. We did some Rig-em-right, uh, Rig-em-right as well as Lifetime Texas rigs and, and uh, went through all the decoys down at the cabin. And uh, Texas rigs are really nice hunting, flooding impoundments. You know, we we hunt a couple of dozen decoys. That's pretty much it. And the Texas rigs are nice. The water's two feet, uh, so that's that's the rigs that we use um, for uh, Josh Kaiser. I'll call you back. Um, but uh, so, and we we argue the point a lot with. De- and we're, not, we're not talking motion yet. Motion's coming up next. But as far as decoys are concerned, any any advice or tips um, as far as decoy spreads? Most people in eastern North Carolina that don't go to the ocean or don't go to the big water and don't have flooding impoundments they hunt, let's say, in this area. Uh, any advice on decoy spreads? Not uh, 30 minutes, like 30
0: seconds. Really, for me, what I've learned is I, earlier in the season, I'll start out with more, but when it gets later in the season, when the ducks have, have been shot at and they're getting pushed by fronts and they continue to get shot at, I think less is better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, you know, everybody – he loves putting out a lot of decoys because it looks beautiful out there. You got pintails, you got green wings, you got mallards and stuff. But you know, it in as long as I've been hunting the later in the year, you just I know it looks good and it and it's great. But if you're gonna kill ducks and you're serious about trying to pull birds in, I think you know we got to limit where we the, the number we put out. So yeah. later in the year, I I try to limit how many I put out. I mean, sometimes it's hard to not put out at least a dozen. Yeah. But, uh,
1: you've got, had, you, had you had to put out duck decoys. You're going duck hunt. You got to put out duck decoys. Right, yeah. It makes you feel better about yourself. Um, Like I said, we could talk duck hunting all day. So I'm trying to hurry as much as we can, uh, on decoys. And we had this debate, Mr. Josh and myself this morning, but, uh, we'll start with Chris first. Freaking laptop you got over there. <laughs> Went off with the duck blind all morning. That's so why freaking HP laptop starting up. <laughs> Had it a little freaking vibrating. It's like anyway. Uh, all
0: the big ducks are. kept going. Bingo, uh, bingo.
1: Do you ever use any kind of motion decoy? I know open water really not so much, probably. But any any
2: motion flapping wing decoys? Yesterday? No? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They help. Um, it, it depends. And, On what? And, and it's it's a time of the year thing, like Josh was talking about. You know, At I, end of the year they get used to seeing all the flapping they get, wings. They get they used, used to seeing that stuff. They've been from Canada to North Carolina or wherever we're sitting, and they've seen yeah. every piece and puzzle of there is. Yeah. We, all had, that, the we
1: had all the We've seen. We had that debate this morning. We had some flapping wings, and the ducks they weren't flaring, but they weren't interested they were in our spread. Yeah. And I was like, I just I think the flapping wings run them off. Last week we ran no flapping wings, and we had ducks decoying And today we didn't. So I don't know. Uh, we sell motion decoys. And uh, uh, Lucky Duck and uh, Mojo make some great products, and there is a time and a place for motion decoys, flapping wings, and squirters, and uh, flock of flickers, and all that kind of stuff. Um,
0: I, I think motion for me is uh, in timber is where I used it the most. You need that yeah. flash, yeah. And uh, you know, instead of putting a dozen in there, we take uh, we take two um, flappers and then yeah. uh, make, take uh, just a pair of mallards, and that's how we'd hunt in timber. Yeah. And, and you just
2: move. And, and when I'm hunting around here in a little beaver pond or something like that, that's exactly what yeah. I thought, too. I mean, I'd rather – I'm not crazy about spinning wing decoys in a, in a setting like that, but I do keep the water moving, yeah. you know, right. find something. Wind,
1: and that goes back to the wind. Wind's always a good thing. And, and like earlier today, there was no wind, and yeah. uh, the decoys are just sitting there. You want some kind of movement? That's when the jerk rigs, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of – Motion in the ocean <laughs> always helps out. So, yeah, uh,
0: I wish we would have one of them this morning.
1: We sell duck calls. That's another debatable topic. Uh, you know, depending on open water hunting, duck calls are important out there. You have 10 dozen decoys, you call or do you not call?
2: Uh, no, I've called it a diver duck about three times in my life.
1: Yeah, we always have that debate. And honestly, I have a whole lanyard full of nice calls. And I'm not an expert professional caller by no means, but I have calls and I can use them. But I don't, I don't, we don't. I mean, here again, like at our place, and we're used to, I mean, most of 99% of my duck hunting is done in, in, at our place in Hyde County. But the ducks are going to go where they want to go. Bingo. They circle. Now, if you're in a field with four blinds and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you can entice them to come to your, your, your blind over their blinds if they're thinking about, you know, but Colin's always kind of one of those things. And we called this morning and it didn't help us out a whole lot. The, sound, the call sounded good, if that makes a difference.
2: Um, I was trying but, everything I could. Well, and I, and I think that's situational too. You know, you can use a a duck call and, and they, the diver grunt, you know, everybody wants to talk about. It. And it does work. I mean, I've seen it work. Um, You know, like you guys are hunting down east, you know, in yeah. these in these impoundments and stuff like that. It's wide open. Those ducks are looking at you from the time they get anywhere near you. You know Arkansas timber, green timber hunting—that's a whole other story altogether. You got—you literally have to entice those ducks to come down in the trees. And I mean, you see these videos of Jim Ronquist at R and T, and you know all these folks—you know—blowing like they need an oxygen mask on a duck call in the timber. You got to do it there, you know. And, and there's a gun behind every tree out there, so you better get get their attention quickly. Yeah. And while we're on calls, I just saw on my phone. We got tagged in a story from Alan Blivins, ABC calls,
1: uh, Mr. Allen. Is an Eastern North Carolina legend, uh, legend, and uh, does a lot on social media. Check out Alan Blivins' calls. We sell his calls here in the store. They sound awesome. And uh, hit yeah. social media very hard. Check him out on social media. We love working with local folks. And uh, Mister Allen, uh, we mentioned Kent Jones a while ago with East Coast, East Coast Waterfowl. A lot of a lot of rigam rights North Carolina company. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of big. Uh, big names are in this state. So we always like shopping local and helping out local manufacturers. So, um, you mentioned decoys, mentioned calls, every place you hunt, every type of duck hunting is situational. So just keep that in mind as you, as you listen to us and, and plan a duck hunt. If you're hunting in a flooded impoundment or the open water or a beaver pond, everything is different. So, uh, just keep that in mind. You know, there's all different places. I, I enjoy hunting, I'm so used to hunting Hyde County. That's what I enjoy the most now. I'm sure you right. enjoy hunting open water. That's what you do most of, and, Uh Josh is probably going to vote Hyde County. He loves Hyde County.
0: But, I would live there.
1: Uh, but so every hunt, every place you go hunting, just keep in mind everything, every tactic is different. So uh, decoys, calls, what you have is all different. So
0: And, and for the new hunter getting in for duck hunting, um, you know, they make so many different species, but you don't have to... You know, if you're going to start duck hunting, you want to buy a dozen decoys or, or half a dozen. I would, the first thing that I would buy around in North Carolina would be just six mallards. Everything will come to mallards. Most of the calls that you're going to have are going to be mallard calls. Um, You know, if you're just waiting to think, Hey, I think I'm going to get into this. That's a good thing to purchase is is get a half dozen of those and, and try it. And then if you like it, you can start going into all the different species. Yeah.
1: Mallard, mallards, uh. Wood ducks and green winged teal decoy wise are the top three uh, species that we sell.
2: That that's one thing I've never seen at Spring Hill during the Black Friday sale. What's that? Is a puddle Avery puddle duck package. You know why? Because the folks around here are educated enough to know that they buy those first. That's right. There's, I've never <laughs> seen right. one sold during the Black Friday sale because there's not any here. They yeah. get them early, and there's yeah. a reason. To your point, that's teal, teal, wood ducks, mallards. Uh, widgeon gadwall, you know, something little mix, little mix yeah. puddler package.
1: Pintails. Uh, you got blue bills and redheads. I actually did a couple of reorders this week on decoy. Decoy waterfowl stuff has sold really well this year. Um, and I guess this transitions to our next topic. And like I said, we're talking for a long time, which I figured that would happen, but, um, favorite. Gear, favorite brands. One issue I had when I started working here as a, uh, a buyer, I guess you could say buying stuff <laughs> for the store, you know, I buy what I like. So I like this decoy. I buy this. I like this. I buy this. So I had to keep in my mind, look, you know, there's people outside of people that think different than Trent does that, that are buying and shopping here. <clears throat> so I had to keep an open mind. So we try, we try to carry the product lines that are most popular people want to buy choke tubes for example we can argue choke tubes for 30 minutes what's your favorite choke tube we sell kicks and pattern master and jebs or the three that we sell. that's kind of in my opinion and y'all can make in fuss if you want to y'all agree anything outside of those three that you like you, uh, can, you can say if you like something else it's okay yeah i mean all pattern I'm, master or, i, you know, I hunt uh, with carlson carlson we sell carlson i'm sorry yep. we sell carlson's too what's your what are you running in your game Touchy,
0: uh jebs and Master.
1: Yeah, so every uh favorite brand, uh we're going this is a lightning round. We're getting our time is getting away from us. Um we at Spring Hill Outfitters try to carry all the top brands. So, you know, we try not to carry anything that's junk, of course, and reputable brands. Uh I told somebody the other day that was pitching the line so look, whatever people want to buy, I'll carry shotguns. Um we carry every pretty much every major manufacturer of shotgun. That's out there. If you want a shotgun that we don't have, brand wise, I don't know what it could be. So um, your three B's are Benelli, Beretta, Browning. You've got Winchester. You've got Remington. You've got Rite Now we've got mm, excuse me, uh, Weatherby. Weatherby has inventory that's shipped this year. We have Weatherby shotguns. Um, so you while well, we're on shot, what's your favorite shotgun to duck hunt with, Chris? What brand? Benelli. Benelli. All right, so Benelli wins this round. Shotgun. Uh, Benelli is one of the more popular ones. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I had a meeting yesterday with uh, uh, Rite, Rite, and Mr. Kyle Bond was here earlier in the season, and they've started to they – we're selling quite a few Rites. Um Benelli, this area, I feel like, kind of like of Sunglasses. Benelli owns this market. Um they, the guns are, are nice and make a good product. Uh, we are not partial as far as the store is concerned outside of these three people in this room. We'll sell you whatever you want to buy. Uh, Browning has been really probably the most popular brand that we've sold this year. It's crazy, but Browning has really done well. A5s, the is two really nice guns. The vintage tan camo was a freaking hit. People love yeah. that old school. Yeah. We're seeing that come back soon.
0: Yeah, I got an old school backpack this year.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Uh So shotguns, uh, we encourage you to come by, look at the different ones, touch them, feel them. You want any gun you buy here you won't be disappointed with. You may like some over another. Just because we said Benelli doesn't mean that Benelli is the best one that
2: you may like. You may think different. Certainly. Certainly. I've been hunting
0: with yeah. the Benelli I got since I was 18. My dad gave it to me.
2: Yeah, wow. I'll tell you, man, to your point, Trent, you know, I always tell people, a lot of people call me and ask me, hey, where can I find such and such gun? And I mean, I know people from Georgia that I know that have driven up to Spring Hill just because of just because of the inventory you guys keep. And, you know, the, the line that you're talking about, you know, whether it's Benelli, Browning, Winchester, whatever it may be. They can walk in the store and and go down there and talk to the guys at the gun counter and, hey, I'd like to see that Frankie affinity or I'd like to see that Stoker, you know, M3000. You can pick them up, feel them touch them because just because I like a Benelli and Josh does and and you may like a Browning doesn't mean we're right and you're wrong. That's right. You know. That's why it's like
1: flavors of ice cream. You go to the ice cream shop and you can get chocolate, peach, vanilla, strawberry. I may like one. You could like another and we can still be friends. Butter, pecan. Butter pecan, pecan, <laughs> depending on where you're from. Um, so, yeah, shotguns. Uh, and going back to COVID sucks. It still sucks now. But uh, it's affected this industry a lot, and especially as far as shotguns. Inventory levels are quite a bit lower. I've talked to several stores this past week. That inventory levels are struggling. Here being one of them used to be two years ago, any stoker that was out there or Frankie or Benelli or Browning or Beretta we would have whatever you want to look at. Now it's not that way. Yeah. They're we, picking back up. We yeah. try our best. They're they're getting getting there. But um all right. So uh waiters, there's several different brands of waiters. We at Spring Hill Outfitters, this past or this current hunting season have sold uh sitka, banded, drake, lacrosse, and frog togs. What's your go to waiter, Chris? Banded. Okay. Josh.
0: Uh, I'm wearing Sitka right now, currently.
1: I have a set of banded black labels I've had for a couple of years. Knock on wood. Yeah, I'm going to do have, it with you. Have held everybody. Waiters are – it's a whole separate – we could talk – we could literally have this, this – we're 45 minutes. Okay, well, I'll, I'll – um, You need a part one and a part yeah, two. Yeah. Right. Tune in next week for part <laughs> two. Um, but uh, so, uh, banded Sitka, uh, all these are great waiters. While we're on Sitka Waiters. Sitka Waiters have been very tough to get. We have a shipment of 18 – pair i have a say it's not a pair of waiters it's one way it's a set of waiters it's not a pair a pair of waiters is two waiters so it's it's a set one set of waiters i wish i had a pair of sick we have eight me too we have 18 18 we have 18 sets of waiters coming in they shipped today yesterday from from sitka so they'll be here they've been really hard to get um our waiter selection is winding down towards the end of the season we still have waiters here but a lot of great manufacturers out there my dad uh Wears frog tog waiters, great waiters, very affordable, uh, removable liner. He loves them, so uh, lots of brands out there. Breathable is kind of, yeah, it's that's where it's right. at right yeah. now. Neoprene,
2: I feel sorry for people that I see with a pair of neoprene waiters on. Yeah, no offense. No <laughs> I offense. was that guy yeah, no, for a long, long time, though.
1: <laughs> no <laughs> not offense, at all. But oh uh, boy,
2: this but changed,
0: yeah, it's, it's a game changer.
1: Dude, for it, sure. that it, mm-hmm. Neoprene is a thing of the past, uh, breathable, uh, they wear better. They're more durable. I can this breathable. So, um, and you yeah. can walk in them. <laughs>
0: well, that's
2: the thing. If you want to pick your leg up, you know, to do something, you can actually move now. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. So, uh,
1: waders are very important apparel wise, you know, as far as jackets, if you're going duck hunting, uh, layering, 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 layers are very important. Uh, like this morning, you know, you get dressed, it's cold, then you walk to the blind and you get hot and you start sweating. So you take off clothes and then you set out decoys and then it starts raining. Then you get wet, you have to put it on the outside and you get hot and you get cold. And it's uh, layers very important. We uh, Sitka as a brand is probably kind of like the top brand on apparel. You see uh, Mr. Chris has a Sitka vest on right now. Um, I actually have a Sitka vest on as well. Uh, so Sitka's, Sitka's killing it. Very high-end. It's not cheap. Uh, nice stuff. Uh, stuff get nice stuff. what you pay for. Yeah, it's like seafood. If you want to go to Long John Silver's and get seafood, you can go and get it five ninety nine for a shrimp basket. But if you want to get some nice seafood, you go down to Moorhead, get to a nice seafood restaurant, you get better shrimp. They're going to be more expensive, but you pay for better shrimp. Steaks the same way. You want a, a ribeye or whatever. Anyway. Um,
0: if you're going to hunt... My mentality is um, buy once, cry once. Right. Because uh-huh. you, you buy the nice uh-huh. stuff, it'll last you all season. You you get a pair of waiters that are from, you know, wherever that you got, and you get the first time you go duck hunting, and it's it, and it's you know perfect, and you're walking in there, and one little one little stick tears them, and you're like, golly, Dave, these things were two hundred bucks.
2: I'll tell you, man, I. Uh, Josh got on a duck camp that a pullover there. Yeah. I was going to get on duck camp. next. Yeah, Duck camp, man. they they've got some really nice stuff. So man. the
1: next up and coming brand that we sell at spring Hill outfitters, duck camp. I've got the same, uh, hoodie, uh, head, guide, guide, head, what's it called? Get, head guide, head guide. head guide. They come in camo and solid. Oh, really, really nice hoodie. I like that. Uh, up and coming, I actually brand
0: like this more than sit my sickle hoodie.
1: Met uh, met these guys at the sports scene show last month. Really one. nice younger guys started an awesome company Duck Camp. Sell that here. Drake has been around everybody. Five years ago had a Drake camouflage quarter zip. Uh, had to have a Drake quarter zip. Still sell Drake. Drake makes some great stuff. Uh, Browning game hide. Lots of different brands out there. So uh, clothing really apparel banded and Avery. Uh, try to get Wainer up here for a podcast, but he's, you know, up in Maryland and doesn't want to get out of his house. I'm just kidding. He might not have power. Yeah, he probably doesn't right now, but uh, banded and Avery, um, waiters as well as apparel. They've got some cool stuff coming out for uh, with the show we were at a few weeks ago. Some we ordered stuff for fall of. This year now, since we're in 2022, and they got some new waiters bringing back some old waiters they used to have. I can't say what that is yet, but bringing back some old stuff and and uh, some cool stuff coming out from Banded. Uh, we're going on minute 49 of this 30 minute podcast. Um, Steel shot sucks. It's going to continue to suck for the rest of the season. I'm sorry, it sucks. I'm trying to get some for myself, and I thought I had some connections, and obviously I don't. I can't get any from myself. Uh, if you're duck hunting, I'm sorry. Steel shot. We're trying our best to get some here. We actually bought three cases from a guy in Florida yesterday uh, to ship to us, Uh 20-gauge black cloud. But um, we're trying our best to get uh, steel shot. It's tough. It sucks. I'm sorry. It's part of what we're doing right now in our industry. So uh, what we're hearing, that's not going to change in the next four weeks. Um, we'll probably get three pallets of black cloud on February the 1st, but, um, right now we're not getting a lot of promising news. Hopefully it'll be better by next year. It's not our fault. Don't blame us. Not our fault. It sucks. I don't have, I, I've got a few boxes left. I should be good for the next week. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks. Um, I do have those, the black cloud come in 20 gauge. I'm going to get some of those for myself and may have to revert to my SB3, uh, 20 gauge to end the season.
0: Well, hopefully there'll be some birds here for us to shoot.
1: But uh Thanks so for yeah. looking up, Josh. Thanks Sorry. for looking up. It's getting better. Um, so yeah, going back to COVID where we all started kind of wrapping the duck hunting section up, you know, you can't be too picky. If you find something you want, you know, it's uh gun manufacturer wise and ammo and accessories and you know, get what you can get right now. We're trying the best we can.
0: All right, some up. Uh, Oh, I think we're gonna are we talking about equipment?
1: We're just talking. Go ahead. Okay. That, what you want to talk about? So
0: the sled we that we started using. Jet this sleds, year yeah. Nice. Are freaking amazing. Very
1: nice. Never use I always made fun of Daddy. Daddy started using his about a year ago and I was like, Man, it's freaking what old folks using and uh never really considered using wanted them. to use a, a jet sled or a decoy sled. And uh so then one of my good friends, uh Spring Hill Pro staffer uh, Josh Kaiser made me a sled, Spring Hill Edition. I put it on Instagram a few weeks ago. But anyway, rigged me one up, and I use it. It's really nice. Yeah. Hunting impoundments, hunting it's open it's water, really not a nice. whole lot of good. Yeah. If you hunt flooded impoundments, decoy sleds, that's a good idea. And
0: I've got a backpack this year. I've always carried my stuff in. No, yeah, um, no, 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 no. Backpack. Uh, backpack. I, I got a backpack, and it's a game changer.
1: I will say rig them right. Uh, I always rep local folks. Rig them right. Uh, Matthew and Heather Kagel, uh, they have a new redesigned backpack coming out for Hunt Season of Fall of 2022 that I saw yesterday. Slim, got the pockets in the right place. It's a really nice backpack that we'll have in the store this fall, hopefully. Soon. Is that in the stump jumper line? It's a redesigned uh, stump jumper. It's not quite as bulky, more streamlined, right changing on. pockets around. And pretty cool. So, That's awesome. Um, new camo patterns coming out, MAX 7. Uh Max Five is going away if you hadn't heard that. Uh Max Four came out, Max Five came out. Now they skipped Max Six. Max six. Maybe that was a tongue twister. I don't I don't Real tree skipped Max Six.
2: They might have had that in the in the pipeline during the COVID year and they just couldn't say the heck with it. COVID missed Max Six. Yeah, uh, Max six. Heck with it.
1: Now we're on Max Seven. I like it. Uh other than that, I don't know any new pattern. I think Mossy Oak is uh doing the same stuff. The habitat that was out this past year, so still got Optifade, Timber, Marsh, favorite camo patterns, and we can, we to keep rambling. I'm sorry if y'all are still listening. Thank y'all for still hanging with us. We're almost done, I promise. But uh, camo patterns, uh, I see people that have to match. I'm, and- not, I'm not sure what you guys, we'll what, what y'all's opinion is in just a second. I don't know. Some guys come in here, they have to match from head to toe. Like, why? do you have a so and so jacket? No, but we have this. <sighs> Well, my waiters are this. I have to match my waiters. My jacket has to match my waiters.
2: What's your opinion on camo patterns? <laughs> Chris, go first. Do you want to know the camo pattern I like or my opinion on the statement you just How made? How important is it that you have the same
1: camo pattern from head to toe? That's the first question.
2: If you can sit still, it doesn't matter.
1: The next question is, what's your favorite camo pattern? Uh, sick Optifade Marsh. All right, Josh.
0: Um, if I'm duck hunting
1: and hide, definitely, uh, more. You trying to match from head to toe? I don't have to, but you most, like to. most of
0: the time I do.
1: Well, here's my opinion. Since y'all asked, <laughs> um, I, I, I wear dark clothes, you know, don't wear a white t-shirt. Don't wear an orange vest probably, but wear dark clothes and be still. you know? So I wear camo. Oh, my outer, I, what am I wearing, my brown hat? I wore my brown hat this morning. Red. Oh, I'm wearing a red hat. I'm sorry, I changed clothes. I took a shower a while ago. <laughs> I'm wearing my red hat. I didn't wear that this morning. Uh, that's why the ducks weren't coming <laughs> the in. Brown hat, <laughs> the brown hat that Josh is wearing. I had a spring heel, the same color. But uh, wear, wear camo of some kind. You know, people think you have to wear Max 5 or Max 7 to go duck hunting because that's a duck pattern. And, and you wear Max 7 and you go to Four Oaks. And you sit in the beaver pond at Four Oaks and you like a sore thumb because it no th-
2: looks like a Max 7 anywhere around it. Well, and, and that's the thing, man. Match what you're surrounding you. Correct. You know, I've seen guys out in the Midwest, you know, that are hunting in the in the timber or, or somewhere like that's dark and they'll wear a Max 4 jacket. And I look at am like, man, you look like Big Bird <laughs> standing up in the middle of a swimming pool. Nothing around you. It looks like. There's that, nothing huh? around you. Know, like you said. You know, but at the same time, you walk into a beaver pond here in right. in Johnston County, and you've got on an optifade marsh coat. Guess what? You Here's look like Big Dump. Bird in a yeah. swamp in Johnston County. <laughs> Think about where bottomlands
1: made its way. Bottomlands has been very important, uh, very big. I'm sorry in the in the southeast. Yes, mossy oak bottomlands. North Carolina somehow is behind eight ball. We 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 were behind. Finally, it caught on the last year, <laughs> two years. Bottomlands is a good pattern. Optifade marsh, optifade timber Sitka. Um, we're not wearing y'all you know, in here. But uh they're good patterns kinda of breaks up just like you said, kinda of be be aware of where you're hunting and uh the
0: main thing is just to be still sit still. Sit still, still.
1: Don't, face don't sit yeah, still. don't look up. Yep.
0: Uh
1: birds are circling, don't look up. Have one person keep an eye halfway on the birds, don't look up. Don't flare the birds. Uh face masks are nice, face paint is nice. The duck commander guys do it, so you better do it too. That's I've heard what, that. That's what everybody does. We have talked about duck hunting. For a long time. And if you're still with us, thank you for your patience. I will ask this. I'm scared to ask this question, but I'm going to. Anything else y'all want to add about duck hunting uh, before get, we wrap this episode? I want up? to add one thing. Okay. TSS, Keep it short.
0: TSS has changed the world
1: of duck hunting. 100%. Okay. So we're on Steel Shot. Steel Shot sucks. And Federal uh, started, I guess. Fed, well, yeah. Any Substitute TSS. Uh, federal has. I guess they still produce it. I, don't know. I haven't seen it so long, <laughs> but uh, TSS is is uh, a substitute to steel shot, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, people are killing ducks farther. People are hunting with turkey. Going back to turkey hunting, real fast, sure. they're shooting four tens and twenty gauges and doing what twelve gauges used to do. So TSS turkey hunting is kind of what started it and turkey loads now they brought it over to the waterfowl industry and, and i shot a three inch tss load this morning and killed a bird it was a long ways away so tss works well if you can find tss um it's more money i mean it's, it can be two or three dollars a shell sorry but um tss works good yeah good point
2: it's, but, a, it's a game changer yeah. a, a lot of these companies are and and sadly i'll say something that's out of the lap but i mean this the, the big hot thing is boss ammunition. And I am a federal guy through and through. Black clouds, you know, blue block, blue box steel, you know, that, that is my go to. But the, this boss ammunition and this TSS, like you're talking about, and a lot of these blended, you know, shells, that is a world and light year difference. From the from the steel stuff we've seen in in, in the recent years.
0: How many times you've been hunting and shot a duck and you, you had hit to him? shoot him
2: four more times?
0: Yeah, I know. but yeah. he hit him and he just sits there and just oh, yeah. fades. And you shoot him twice more yeah. and you get him with TSS. It's, it's I just
2: I actually, knocking him out the sky. Actually, about two years ago, I ordered a case of ball shotgun shells and I sat there in my in my office in in my desk and I broke down the math on what one shotgun shell cost and it was like a dollar and thirty cent at the time. And I sit there and I'm like, mm, this this isn't gonna be pretty. We hunted that entire year, and when I came back from my office, I still had shotgun shells left at the end of the year. Years before that, with that same amount of shotgun shells, they right. have anything. Because you, you kill know? them on the first shot. Right. So you're shooting them, and you're 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 making a clean shot, clean kill with that with that first shell, and you're not having to dump three more rounds on a for a duck on the water just trying to get away from you. Quality. Correct. Quality product. Maybe you get what you pay for. Quality gear, whether it be
1: waders or shotguns or shells mm-hmm. or apparel, uh, whatever it may be, by quality. Anything else? Parting shot. Do what? You still looking for a parting line? I mean, yeah. If you we got off it. on Josh's ammunition. Yeah, kick. no. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. I didn't, yeah, go ahead. What's your last? What's your last so, word?
2: So on the waterfowl kick. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of folks, and I spend a lot of time at Spring Hill. Right. Um, for business reasons and personal reasons. Sure. Um, cause spring Hill is a huge supporter of conservation, whether it be Delta or ducks unlimited or right. the fire department or local church, you know, you guys are great about, you know, supporting local adventures and uh, fundraising. But my point to that is, is that, um, I'll leave it with this. You know, a lot of folks think that, you know, the, that duck hunting is an overcrowded sport. And the truth of the matter is that it's not, you know, duck numbers are, are down as far as for licensed buyers and federal duck stamp buyers. And so what I say is, you know, one, I'll dispel that myth. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, I can tell them exactly mm-hmm. how you can dispel that myth and what our vice president, Delta Waterfowl, has to say about that. Um, it's actually comical, but we're, what, two hours and yeah. 15 minutes into this now? We're on three and a half days. <laughs> okay, good deal. So I'll leave that out. Uh, you can find me. Uh, y'all know how to find me. Anyway, but point of this is, man, just all uh, jokes aside, Trent, you hit on something that's very near and dear to my heart early on in, in the podcast and you're talking about your dad and your grandfather right. and those kind of folks, you know, and I didn't come from a hunting family. My, my dad's family, they fish, they love to fish. My grandmother loved to go sit on the pier, at Carolina beach and fish and catch spot, you know, and do all those kind of things. Um, and my mom's dad, they, they grew up on a farm, you know, they Fox hunted with, you know, dogs and they had hound, you know, horses and all kinds of stuff, but nobody in my family duck hunted. Like literally my dad, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, he probably could not load a shotgun if you handed it to him. That's right. just not his gig. And so I taught myself how to hunt, but I found myself, you know, and what I would lead or compel anybody just listening, you know, mentor somebody, whether that's your seven-year-old child, your, you know, you know, whether it be, you know, boy, girl, it doesn't matter. You know, a a young adult, you know, anybody, a first-time hunter, you know, North Carolina specifically has an apprentice hunting license. That's right. It's for a reason, you know, so all that to be said, man, those those are the folks that I think we really need to concentrate on is getting people into the sport. Uh, As you always say, take them outside Yeah, take it outside and enjoy you know what the, the state's resource and what the lord's blessed us with man because yeah. there's there's a lot of things you can see at at six o'clock in the morning when the sun comes up yeah. that you'll never see otherwise
1: yeah and I had posted a picture the sun's the sunrise this morning was just beautiful I took a picture mm-hmm. I had posted it on social media but um it's uh it's it, the killing a duck is great and duck hunting I love obviously the end goal is to kill a duck but I mean the, like yeah. you said the fellowship the sun rises, the, the 10 minutes before shooting time when the ducks oh, are man. all over us. Uh, the, 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 the bone funny. in ribeyes that Chef Cousteau cooked last night, uh, it, at the cabin. You know, there's a lot of things to go into duck hunting besides killing a duck. That's just a, that's kind of the bonus is killing a duck. The duck hunting, um, it's just, it's the fellowship and the time together with family. I mean, my dad. Um, you know, he's just a lot of time and effort down there. And, and I love going down there with him and, yeah. and I uh, take a kid hunting. He mentioned mentoring somebody. Take a kid hunting. We always, we got a, a bunch of young guys coming this weekend actually to, uh, to our place. We're taking three or four young guys, uh, hunting this weekend. And, uh, next week, we actually have a crowd from NC State. Uh, there's four young people who have never hunted before. And I'm not sure the group or how that even came about, but they, they contacted us and there's some group or class or something at NC State. And we are, uh, taking, taking them duck hunting next week. Never been hunting before mentoring them. So That's take awesome. a, take a kid, take an adult, take whoever wants to. So they have an interest, uh, teach them the right way. Make sure they have a hunter education course if they can to learn safety. Obviously safety is very important. That's a whole different, uh, podcast. Mr. Chris and myself both are involved with some local high school shooting teams. Uh, safety is very important. Uh, one thing he mentioned too on um, on shopping at Spring Hill Outfitters, I know I'm kind of partial to Spring Hill Outfitters, but uh, shop local. You know a guy? Uh, I knew, I know a guy. He's involved. Uh, shop local, whether it be hopefully Spring Hill Outfitters. And now you have no excuse because so you can come here at the store or you can shop on springhilloutfitters.com. Shop local, whether it be here. Uh, if you're listening to us from uh, Missouri uh, or wherever you may be, find a local, locally owned hunting store. And go shop. I'm not bashing big box stores, but I kind of am. Sorry. Uh, Shop local. The guys, our crowd, everybody in here, even the young ladies hunt. Miss Tucker was here last week, killed her first deer. And uh, she killed her first dove. And now she's looking to kill her first duck in a couple of weeks, hopefully. But um, shop somewhere that people know what they're talking about. Big box stores. uh, A, they may not have a clue what they're talking about. B, when you spend money with big box stores.
0: You don't get
1: your ears cut. the <laughs> The money goes. The money goes to another state. Okay, so if you're in, if you live in the greater North Carolina area, you know the money stays here. He mentioned helping out fire departments and uh, Ducks Unlimited, Delta Waterfowl, CCA, Quail, Upland Wildlife, uh, NRA. The list goes uh, on. You know the money stays here when you when you buy uh, shop at a big box store. They don't. They don't. The, the money goes to a different state to somebody sitting in the
2: office somewhere. So shop local when you get a chance. Yeah, I'm I'm a you know? huge proponent of that. You, you yeah. and I go back and forth on yeah. social media about tagging stuff like that, and it's yeah. it, the the investment that you and your family and and whoever it may be that owns that business in that local community oh. is tenfold what. And I'm like you, I'm not trying to bash big box stores. Look, there's there's great retailers out there everywhere, right. but the the people that are working in that local establishment rely on that job. Um, they could be doing other things and then you got to look at the, uh, from the ownership standpoint, they're giving those folks an opportunity to be a part of the community. So, uh, shop local shop often and, uh, tell them how much you appreciate them when you do. Yeah,
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we're done talking about duck hunting three hours, 17 minutes and 36 seconds. Y'all are part of the season's longest episode of taking it outside. If you're still here, that's awesome. Um, I will say if you're still here. You're going to get a little treat, a little heads up on our end of winter sale, which we do every year. And we haven't announced it yet. And I probably won't for a few weeks on Facebook. But I'll tell y'all, because you just looked through an hour (laughs) and five minutes of grueling (laughs) podcast material. January 22nd is a Saturday. I think that's the right date. 22nd
2: 22nd.
1: is a Saturday. Uh, The end of winter sale, the big Spring Hill Outfitters annual end of winter sale, January 22nd. Sales across the store. Two things on that. Well, not one thing, really. Not two things. Uh, if you're thinking, ah, I'm going to wait. I really want a sick jacket. I'm going to wait until then. Or I really want a box of decoy. I'm going to wait till then. Don't wait to buy if you need it. Buy it now. But if you don't really need it, but you're like, oh, I'm going to use some, and you wait till then, shop with us that day. Uh, sales across the store. All fall and winter clothing. duck hunting gear. Whatever may be left. <coughs> uh, will all be on sale. January 22nd. The big annual Spring Hill Outfitters in the winter sale. Uh, sickle Waders are coming in. I mentioned that a while ago. Shop with us online, springhilloutfitters.com. Oh, Miss Ashley Mason, who was with us a few weeks ago, uh, she's doing a great job putting everything she can online. These because Waterfowl Hats came in this week. They're on there. Uh, the sickle Waders will be on there. So make sure you che- check out springhilloutfitters.com. Uh, Y'all good? I'm wonderful. All hearts and minds are clear. Yes. I used to love my preacher, uh, Mr. Uh, Buddy, who passed away a few years ago. He's no longer here, but every service he got done, after he got done preaching, he would stop to say, "All hearts and minds are clear." And that I was like, "That's really cool." Game awesome. lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank y'all for being here, Josh, uh, Chef <laughs> Gusto, uh, Mr. Chris, Delta Waterfowl. Thank y'all. Uh, I'm sorry. This took so long, but we could have talked probably double. I try to keep them somewhat on track. I apologize, but y'all could be, say you could be a part of the longest ever episode of Taking It Outside. We love Duck hunting and we love Taking It Outside. Here at the store, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all major podcast platforms, rate, review, share, show the love. We love y'all. We're in Eastern North Carolina. Exit 101 on 995, halfway between Smithfield and Wilson, Miami, and Maine. We're right in the middle. Right in the middle. Look at a map. We're close to the middle. We'll say we're in the middle. Come on see us. Check us out at Shot Shop with us anywhere. Thanks again to Josh and to Mr. Chris. Y'all uh, go duck hunting. Enjoy yourself. First of all, most of all, be safe. So whatever you do, don't forget to take it outside. Thanks.